It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Welcome to another Monday Mailbag edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union. Today, I will take your questions, and I know the questions are aplenty again today. You know, it's funny how it works. The Blue Jackets come home last Tuesday after a dismal road trip. They win a game against Detroit 4-1. to They go to Dallas two days later. They get themselves a 3-2 to win over the Stars. They had a 3-0 lead. Two-thirds of it got away, but they were able to hold on and win the game, and it looked like they were finally on that building platform. And then Saturday's game came, and the platform fell apart. The legs fell off the platform. Whatever you want to say, 5-0, Dallas was able to shut out the Blue Jackets. And I don't know about you, but I needed yesterday. I needed yesterday just to separate myself from it, just to put it out of my mind just to think of something else, just to do something else, because that one was a hard one to take. Let's be honest. That was very hard to take for all of us. And it was hard to take for the Blue Jackets themselves. There's no questioning any of that, but there is concern. There is plenty of concern with what's going on here right at the moment. And like I said, a lot of questions and you have a lot of them. So I'm going to get to those in just a minute here. But first I've got to tell you about my good friends, over at Telhio Credit Union. Those people work so hard and those people do it the right way. And the reason is that you'd go all the way back to 1934 and that's when Telhio Credit Union started putting people above profits. Long, long time ago, before the Great Depression, uh, before the fabulous 50s, before the 60s, the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. Here we are, 2021. That's how long they've been doing it. So long that it is just second nature. To those people. What they do is take care of you. What they do is give you the best service. To find out the services that they have, it's very easy to do. Used to be you had to go in, had a call. You don't even have to do that anymore. Go to their website at tellhio.org. You couldn't do that in 1934. Go to tellhio.org and log on to the website. You can search through all their different products and the perks that go along with those products. Find out why joining a credit union is advantageous for you. What about that, huh? Big word for me, advantageous. But anyway, on a serious note, the question for you is, why keep your money in a regular bank when you can put it into a credit union that will put you above everything else? Tell Ohio Credit Union. Find them on the web at tellhio.org. So again, tough weekend for the Blue Jackets. Another situation where they win the first game of a series and you think, hey, maybe they sweep a two-game series which they still haven't done, which again is starting to present a problem. You know, it starts to get late early in a 56-game schedule, and the Blue Jackets are, are nearing that mark. They're not the only team. When they went into Dallas, the Dallas Stars hadn't scored in a couple of games. There was a lot of anxiety, a lot of angst, and the Blue Jackets beat them in the first game. Then there was even more angst, and they're a team that was representing the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Final last year. And now they're in last place in the division. Now they haven't played as many games as everybody else because they had the COVID situation at the beginning of the year. They had the ice storm a couple of weeks ago and they're behind in that avenue, but then they've got to play 
what is it, 40 games in 70 days? It's a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. You're asking them to make up a lot of ground. Look, I don't feel for them. It happens. It could have happened to anybody. It happened to them. So that's for them to deal with. But, you know, the fact of the matter is there should be a lot of anxiety there because of where they were last year. Now, look, they're without a couple of really good players. Tyler Sagan had to have surgery before the season started. He's out for months. Um, you've got Alexander Radulov. He got hurt in early February at Nationwide Arena. Still not back in their lineup. So they know they're missing some key players, but it's a uh, it's a tall task for them. It's a big mountain to climb for them to get back into the playoff picture. They, they were sitting behind Detroit going into that game on Saturday. Believe that. So, uh, but the Blue Jackets are, are not they're in a better spot, but not really a much better spot because they're chasing. They're outside the playoffs and they're chasing. So they, they've got to, they've got to get back to it. And, and let me just start with your questions because we can cover all of this very easily. Um, again, the questions have come to me. I'll start on Twitter. Bobby Mac sports is where you can find me on Twitter. And Jody has the first question. Jody says, looking at the standings, we are behind fourth place by six points. Uh, the way we have constantly played this season thus far, do we honestly say this team has a chance to make the playoffs? Honestly say yes. Yes, I can honestly say this team has a chance to make the playoffs. If you would have worded it and said, does this team honestly have a chance if they don't put together some kind of a run and do it relatively soon? I would give you a different answer. But that's not the way that you phrased it. Can you honestly say they have a chance? Yes. Is this a team that has put together runs in the past? Yes. Is this a team that... Uh, could win two and then turn it into four. That's what I was hoping was going to happen right now. It didn't, but could that happen? Yes. Yes, it could because they've done it before. And in their head, they believe that they can do that. It's not about, well, I was going to say it's not about believing. It is about believing. But at some point, it has to stop being a belief and start being actually what's going on. And that's where they are right now. And the schedule's getting tougher. They come in here to take on Florida tomorrow. You've got Tampa coming up. You've got Tampa and Florida coming up a lot here in the next couple of weeks. So there's, you know, there's no easy game. I know it's a cliche, but look, there is no easy game. Where you're sitting where they are right now, when they need to make a run, when they need to pass somebody up. I think everybody's sitting there waiting for Chicago to come back down to earth. And, you know, they, they lost yesterday to Tampa, but they had gotten points the day before. So, you know, with everything's a four point game, there's so many three point games that's going to factor in when it's all said and done. So nothing's easy. If you're going to chase and catch up, you're going to have to do it through a winning streak. And it's going to have to be, you know, I'm not talking about two games in a row, I'm talking about four, five, six, you got to get on a tear for a while here. In my opinion, if you really want to get this thing going. Uh, next question. This comes from Jared and Jared says, I got to tell you, I, first time I looked at this, I read it wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you what it says. And then I'll tell you what I think it said. It said, what is the likelihood of line a resigning? When I looked at it the first time, I thought it said resigning. And I was thinking after Saturday, I was wondering if he did. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I was frustrated with those guys. I was frustrated with that line. I was frustrated with a lot on Saturday. I'm sure they were too, but you know, that line is supposed to be the line to get you out of this stuff. And Patrick line is getting done with games. He's got one shot, two shots. 
you know, some will say, well, he needs to be playing with somebody he can get the puck to, you know, I'm saying don't look to pass it right away. How about carrying it? John Tortorella has said that, that he wants him to carry the puck more that he wants him to take people on with the puck, you know, novel idea, perhaps. Um, I'd just like to see something different with him because he's not look when he shoots and it's on target. It's amazing. Right. We all know that it's amazing. He's got great talent, but he's not shooting the puck right now. He's passing the puck. I don't think when he was acquired in the trade, any of you, and certainly not me, didn't say, oh, I can't wait to see Patrick Line pass the puck. I know Yar- Yarmo Kekalainen said that he's a good passer. Okay, he is. He's a good passer. I've seen enough of it for a while. Shoot it. Please shoot it. That's where you're gifted. Find a lane and shoot it. Now, in, in defense of him, in many cases, he's getting double teamed. So other guys on his line have got to do more. I know Cam has been hot the last couple of weeks. You know, Roslovic started off like a house of fire. I think right now he's settling in and, and trying to figure out that center position a little bit better. That's not a knock on him either. There's just a lot of moving pieces going on right there. So in defensive line, a, you know, he's, he's got to distribute it sometimes, but other times, please, if you have the chance, Patrick, just shoot. Show us what we want to see. Show us the shot. Heck, miss the net right now. Just show me the shot, please. I, I just, we got it. This team has got to get pucks on net. And they're getting them one and out. They're not getting second, third opportunities. So uh, they've got to get more pucks on net. And he is the guy. Look, if you line everybody up, put them on a list and say, okay, pick one guy. Who's the one guy you want to be shooting the puck? It's him, right? Tim or Cam, and you're probably taking him. So that, but it didn't say, but this message, I read it wrong. It said, will he, what is the likelihood rather of him resigning? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there, there are a lot of things involved there. And I know the Blue Jackets are going to make a great push. I think to me, I think the, the two major things that you can do here is re-up line A and Jones. And look, you need centermen. I understand that. And you want to draft and develop. You want to develop Alexander uh, Texier. You want to develop um, Jack Roslevic. But if you want to go out and get anybody free free agent-wise, anybody decent free agent-wise, if that's the case, I think you need to have players like Line A and Jones. I, that's going to make it a lot more attractive, in my opinion. You know, and then if you pick up a young centerman in a draft and you want to develop him and all that, well, that's that's great. You don't, you know, you don't have to thrust them right into the lineup at uh, 18, 19 years old. But again, those are my opinions. I don't know where he is on that. I know they're going to work as hard as they can to try to get him to stay here. And he's still a restricted free agent. So there's that wiggle room for another year there. So there are, uh, there are possibilities. And if he decides he doesn't want to, for whatever reason, and I know that that, you know, brings up the hairs on the back of your neck to some extent but he's a valuable asset that you could flip and maybe you could fix that problem at center and, and all that stuff. So I'm not worried about it right now. Right now I'm worried about him in this group, finding a way to get the points they need to get into that top four so that they can play beyond the regular season. That is first and foremost priority. I know why you're asking the question. It's a good question, but the first and foremost priority is to get this guy's game going and get this team into the playoff hunt. 
Uh, DK from DK2's Executive Sports Suite. It sounds so um, elegant and sophisticated. Here's what DK has to say. Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have Boone Jenner on the wing where he contributes on the score sheet or have Boone Jenner at center filling that need and have the Blue Jackets winning again? Well, at the beginning of the year, I was thrilled he was going to be back on the wing. I said that. I, that was one of my key points. Wow, with all these centers, you can finally put Boone back on the wing where he, where he can go and score goals again and get the job done. And he did. Early on, he did. But then you lose Dubois, Koibu retires, Max Domi struggles, and you got to put Boone in the middle. And I think he's done a good job. And he has continued to score. So when you ask me the question, if there was a full complement of experienced center icemen, I would rather have him on the wing. But he's a pretty good backup option when you need somebody to play center. And right now they need somebody to play center and he's doing it. So I'm not going to complain about that. So either way, either way, DK, it works both ways right now. Mike, the fireman. So here we go. This is, this is when, you know, things are not going well. 20 some games into the season, even though it's only 56 games, these kind of questions is when, you know, it's not going great. Mike says, so the expansion draft, expansion draft. So the expansion draft is this year. Who is protected? Let's start with that. Most of your key guys are going to be protected. Uh, With line A coming in, I don't don't really think that's going to do much. You know, there was uh, speculation before last offseason, excuse me, last offseason that uh, Marcus Nudabara might be the guy that was, you know, targeted defenseman mobile defenseman gets a puck out of the zone quickly and then they traded him to florida so he's not on the list so dean kukin seems to be because look we're, we're just worried about who's going to leave right who are they going to take are we going to get it i know everybody's still hurt by what you felt was a bum deal last time when carlson got taken but there were more factors in at that time you wanted to get rid of the david clarkson contract you wanted to protect Josh Anderson. And, and you can go back and dissect those things where this team is now and Josh Anderson not being here and all that. I, that fine. Do whatever you want to do. I'm telling you at that time. And, and at that time, here's the thing that drives me crazy. At that time, William Carlson was a third or fourth line forward. And yeah, he was doing good things. He wasn't going to score 40 goals here. And before you say to me, well, Torch should have figured it out. They should have put him as a first-line center. It was not going to happen. That was not going to happen with the guys that were here. It, it's, it, wasn't, it was not plausible then. And it's easy to say. But he went out there. He got to be amongst a group of misfits. He got a lot more ice time than he got here. That team played with zero expectations. They just laid back. They had fun. There were a lot of veteran players there and he had great success. Now he hasn't scored 40 since then. Right. So I know you're still heard about that, but this time it's, it's different. This go around. You're worried about the goalies. Well, you're going to lose a goalie. No, you can protect Corpus 
Elvis is ineligible. Kip Lennox will be the goalie that'll be available if they want to take him. So you're protecting your goalies, which one of them probably gets traded anyway. Um, you know, your Jones, your Wawrenskis, uh, you know, your big guys, they're going to get, uh, they're going to be protected. So a guy like Dean Kukin maybe falls into that mix to be a player that a team is interested in. Again, good defenseman, good first pass out of the zone. Well, then why is he not playing now? Is that your next question? Not good enough right now. Um, can't beat out the other guys that are playing right now. But that doesn't mean that he couldn't go to Seattle and get a better opportunity. Again, that's what it's about on those teams. Better opportunities, better chances, more ice. Um, so we'll we'll see. So, Mike, I, I don't want to downplay you asking about the expansion draft, but I just, you know, I don't want I, – I know the years, the early years that I was here – this is what we talked about all the time drafts and expansion drafts. And, and, and then it's been such a great run to get to the playoffs and we haven't worried about that stuff as much. And it's been nice. It's been really nice. And and that's why I want them to continue doing what they're doing instead of falling back to getting these questions early in the season. But I understand you asking again, I'm not putting you down, buddy. I'm really not. I, I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, second part of Mike's question is, are any of the Russians in the pipeline coming over in 2022? And then Mike says, hope all is well. And how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, keep my wits about me when things go bad, like they did the other night, like everybody else. But other than that, all is good. All is good. So thank you for that. Um, the 2022 in the Russians, again, we'll go back to uh, what I, I've told you before. And I'll tell you again, I'm the kind, I'm of the mindset of the coach's mindset when they get here and they're ready to play, then I'll worry about them. Not that I don't see the stuff on Twitter and, you know, Marchenko scored this goal or Baranov got this and uh, Chinnikov did this and all that stuff. Okay. I, I see it. I see it, but I'm not delving into it that, that much because they're not here and they're not coming. Like you said, Maybe it's another full season goes by, but anyway, um, so that I, I'm not, since I don't have the, the full finger on the pulse of this, I went to somebody who did or who does, I should say, Jeff Sabota is the jackets insider. You can find his work at bluejackets.com, his articles that he writes. And, um, and I just asked him, I, I just said, Hey, uh, you know, what is this? What's this deal with these, with these Russians? Well, of course, uh, Tarasov, the goaltender is under contract. He might be the best one. Everything I hear that this guy's supposed to be great. Okay. Um, he was going to play in Cleveland this year, but then because of the coronavirus and everything that happened with the league, he didn't. So he's still playing in Europe. So that, that stinks because he could have played in Cleveland, could have been ready, could have been a solid backup next year for whoever's not here or well, whoever, whoever stays goodness sakes. But anyway, so he, he's ready. He's ready to come to North America. As far as the forwards, uh, Marchenko cannot come until 2022 and Voronkov can't come until 2023. Now, Chinnikov, who was the first round pick this past, uh, I almost said summer this past off season. It was not the summer. Um, he is, the most raw, but 
he's a guy on a, an expiring contract in the KHL. Now he does have an offer in that league, but he hasn't signed it yet. So there is a possibility he could come over. Now, if he came over, would he play here? Would he go to Cleveland and play there? That, that would be interesting to see, but um, you know, again, he was uh, an under the radar kind of pick and would he be ready to go next year? Does he need more time? If he does need more time, does he want to come over here and do it? Does he want to do it over there? Um, personally, not a GM, not a scout, but I wish they would come over here and play. I wish they would play in the American Hockey League. I wish they would play where you can supervise their development and have them doing the things that you want them to do all the time. That's what I wish, but who am I? I'm just... I'm just talking to you. So we'll see. But anyway, so two of those guys and, and, and Marchenko is the guy that's talked about the most. And you're looking at 2022 there, uh, which would be what the end of the, the end of that season, the end of next season, near the end of next season, depending upon their playoffs and all that stuff over there. So that's what you're looking at, Mike. Uh, Peyton Ratliff. This is a good question. I like this question from Peyton. Who is the next captain if Nick Felino does not re-sign? Would it be Seth Jones, Cam Atkinson, or Boone Jenner? I think those are the most deserving candidates. I agree with you, Peyton. I absolutely, hands down, agree with you. And I'll tell you, I hope Nick Felino is staying. I personally, I think that he is great for this organization. I think he's great for the city. He's a super ambassador. I hope Nick Felino signs another deal here and he stays here. Now, let's be honest. That doesn't mean that he would have to keep the captaincy. There have been other teams that have changed captains and the previous captain is still on the team. And I'm not telling you that's going to happen, but I'm telling you that it would not be out of the realm of possibility. If it did happen, you wouldn't be surprised because you heard it right here. But anyway, I hope he stays. But let's say that he doesn't. And let's say they have to pick somebody else. To me, hands down, and when this conversation was going on last time around, before Nick was named, Boone Jenner was my pick. He was my guy. And uh, then Nick was the captain at the All-Star game, and then I changed that because I, I thought that made more sense. I watched how he handled himself during the All-Star festivities and the All-Star game, and, and then he got named captain, and guess what? It's been great. It's been great for him. It's been great for the team. And as I said, great for the city. So Boone was my guy last time around, not this time around. No offense to Boone. I love Boone. I think he continues to be an assistant captain, but to me, it is pretty clear cut that Seth Jones would be the heir apparent. Now, again, Seth Jones is going to be an unrestricted free agent after next year. So he would have to be around as well. But I think hands down, no brainer. This guy would be the heir apparent in that role as captain. Uh, he is well-respected by everybody in the room, uh, by everybody everywhere, actually, not just in the room, not just his fellow players. I think he's just well-respected. The way he carries himself, um, he's he's a true pro. He really is. I, I can't say a bad thing about Seth Jones, uh, not, not one. He plays hard, even when he goes through struggles, um, I would take, in many cases, I would take Seth Jones struggling over 
other guys playing to their full potential at that position in, the, in this league? I would, because I think that sometimes even when he struggles, he's pretty daggone good. And he's going to give you everything he has on every single night that he plays. So just, just leading by example, he's not a big vocal guy. And I, I'm sure he talks to his teammates more than he talks to us in the media and all that. But he's a lead by example guy. You know, Nick talks a lot, but he also leads by example. You know, for Seth, maybe he doesn't talk as much, but that example that he sets is huge. So, again, I'm going on the record here saying, I want Nick Felino to stay. And if he stays and he's in that role, that's great. If he stays and they decide to change that role, or if he leaves and that role is open, to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to think for a fraction of a second before I would put that on Seth Jones personally. And you ask me. So Peyton, that is my answer to you. Uh, Dylan has sent me this question. Is there a set camera crew that travels with the team to away games this year? I was just wondering because the announcers are not traveling with the team. The answer is no, nobody is traveling. No announcers, no camera people. No. And normally we don't travel camera people anyway. You travel uh, when it comes to TV, producer, director, uh, graphics guy. There's like, well, Dave Metzold counts as that. What There's like six guys that go with us uh, on the road. None of them runs a camera. When you go into another building, the camera crew is, you know, hired like Fox you know, contracts people in that city, they run the cameras. So, and it's many times it's the same people. So even though you're going in there, uh, you know who you're going to be working with if you're the producer and the director and all that stuff. But uh, no, nobody's traveling. Not None of uh, none of us that normally do are going anywhere this year, Dylan. So uh, it's a good question. Like the question. Don't like the answer because <laughs> I'm part of the answer, but no, nobody is uh, traveling this year. So all of those questions coming in off Twitter today, and you can send those questions to me anytime there at Bobby Mac sports. Now we've got a, a voice question that has come in from Greg and he sent it to me via email at Bobby Mac at bluejackets.com B O B B Y M A C at bluejackets.com. So uh, let's get to Greg's question and see, and Greg's got a, a little something different here too, which again, I kind of like it when, when you're struggling, uh, it's good to get something a little bit different once in a while. And Greg's got something different here. Hey, Bob, it's Greg in Cleveland. Uh, question for you regarding social media. So, you know, you have a job a lot of people are envious about, um, but your job has evolved probably over time and not just from like going from baseball to hockey, but with the advent of social media. So I'm curious to see like, how has that worked out for you? Cause I know you wear a few different hats with what you're doing at the games, calling the games and then the podcast and so forth. You're on Twitter and, and so on. Um, you know, on one hand, I would think it's a, a good thing. Well, I hope it's a good thing. Um, it brings you closer to the fans, but then I see these other pitfalls with social media. Like I'll go on a blue jackets fan thread on Facebook and it's just lunacy. Like a few weeks ago, these people are calling for Cam Atkinson's head and they're ready to trade him for a bucket of Gatorade. And now it's like they're ready to give the guy a $50 million contract. So, you know, people change with the wind. So I just wanted to know, like, how has that worked out for you? How has it made your job more challenging or better or worse or whatever the case may be? Well, Greg, it's a good question. And 
and I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the best part about the social media is it does bring you closer to the fans. Uh, I'll be honest. I probably could use it more. Um, you know, I do it to, you know, promote like this show and this show goes out tweeted a couple of times a day, interviews with John Tortorella, uh, things that we have coming up. I, I try to send that out. You know, I, I don't, it's not that I never tweet anything personal or, or off the blue jacket subject or anything like that. I don't do it very much. Um, I guess that's just, look, I'm of the age where I, I don't need to tell everybody everything I'm doing, show you everything I'm eating and all that. Right. Which makes me old. I get it. But, uh, but no, I, the, it has changed. You're right. But I, I do like the fact that I can use these tools to get feedback from you. I mean, look, how many questions did I just go over that came from Twitter, right? With no Twitter, what do you do from there? Who knows? Um, you know, Instagram, I know that's more of the, more of the, uh, the rage today. Is that, is that right to say? I feel like I'm really making myself sound old. I hate that. Uh, I have it. I don't use it as much as probably I should. Maybe I should do it more. Facebook, it's, you know, I've got a Bobby Mac Facebook page, but I don't, that's few and far between when I do something on there, quite honestly. Uh, again, should I do more? Probably. If I was doing more personal branding, I would. And that's what it's about today in many cases. But I just like to use it to get your feedback, to, to get the stuff that we're doing that I think is good stuff, get that information out to you so that you know what's going on. And let's be honest, it, it's also a slippery slope too, because, you know, um, retweet the wrong thing, like the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, and, you know, not even meaning to. And <laughs> I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of pitfalls when it comes to that stuff too. So I'm happy just to, Hey, look, here's what we're doing. Here's what's going on at work. Here's the, here's this, here's that, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of different factors that go into it in my opinion, but uh, there's new stuff coming out every day, right? Um, the new, and, and I'm going to throw this out there, right? Because this is what I like to do with you guys. I like to, I like to take ideas and throw them out and see if they go anywhere or if they don't. You know, like the idea of somebody coming up with, a, you know, writing a theme for this show, doing some theme music. Um, I threw that out weeks ago, went nowhere. So at least I know, at least I know. Um, but <laughs> my pregame host, Dylan Tyre, was telling me, this is when I feel old. You know, I like Dylan, you know, there's, there's an age gap there, but uh, we get along great. He's awesome, but he's always on the cutting edge. And I'm always like on a seven second delay to the cutting edge. And, uh, we talked, what was it a week ago about this, uh, the clubhouse app, which is becoming very popular now, you know, to get on and have discussions. And, um, and, and he was talking to me about that and some ideas. And then, uh, I was talking to somebody else about, well, what if you did post-game conversations? Like, you know, you don't do a call-in show anymore, but maybe if you jumped on an app like that and, and you had a fan group and you just had a, a quick conversation and discussion, let people uh, share their views and all that. So, you know, that's, that's interesting to me. That's a possibility to me uh, that I, I might be into trying. So, so this is what I'm saying to you. If you're on clubhouse and I'm there and at Bobby Mac sports, same as Twitter. Um, you know, if you think that's a good idea, 
you know, maybe we try it out. Maybe we, you know, fire it up after a game and just have a discussion. And, uh, you know, in lieu of the old post-game calling shows, right, where you'd be on the phone driving home and, uh, hey, hey, this is uh, Jim and Powell, and uh, I really didn't like the way the goalie played tonight. It wasn't very good. Those things are great. I miss doing that. I do miss it. I, the, you know, one of the, my favorite parts is, you know, getting that person that's really negative and completely wrong and what they're saying and just blowing that person up. I love that. But, <laughs> but um, so maybe that is a way to do something similar like that. So tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about that idea. Cause I've been batting it around inside the skull here for a couple of days. And, and again, I'm telling you about it first, quite frankly. So, you know, I have no idea who's going to watch this and text me, call me, email me and say, uh, where'd that idea come from? You know, well, we should, we should meet about that. Well, okay. And we can, and, and probably should, but I think that's, um, that's a good idea. So if I have to have a meeting about it and you guys are all into it, then that really helps my cause. So let me know. And you can do it on Twitter at Bobby Mac sports. You can email me, Bobby Mack at bluejackets.com. However you want to let me know, let me know. Because these things, again, they're coming out all the time, right? There's there's always some new avenue to go with. There was Facebook and then Twitter and then Instagram and, and now Clubhouse is coming along. There's, a, there's always going to be something new. That is the thing that is the most exciting about living in these times, I think. Because the technology is moving so fast and, and you've got to try to keep up with it and you know thankfully thankfully i have two teenagers because if there's something i don't understand or something i want to know about i can go right to my 17 year old and ask him and nine out of ten times i'm getting the answer so uh that's helpful when, when that's not the case anymore then i'm in big trouble but anyway um so yeah it's it's fun it's exciting so greg back to your question i i i do like it I do like the fact that we interact more and that you can reach out more. I mean, when I was growing up there, I would have loved to be able to reach out to the people that called the games that I loved listening to. Um, I would have loved to have a show like this that I could turn on anytime I wanted to, to find out something about my favorite teams, but it wasn't the case. Now it is. So it is great. All of this, all of this puts us uh, more in connection with you. And that's the best part about it. No question. So thank you very much for all of your questions today. As always, the Blue Jackets are going to be back in action tomorrow night. They'll take on the Florida Panthers at Nationwide Arena. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. Our pregame coverage will start at 6.30, both on Fox Sports Ohio and on the Blue Jackets radio network. Panthers have been playing well. The Blue Jackets need to start playing well. They're going to be at home. There will be more fans there, by the way. More fans than there were last week against Detroit that is a positive so if you're coming make sure that you're loud they do feed off of you as we saw last week doesn't matter if it's 1950 or if it's 4,000 they're going to feed off of you they need you they need to have that backing that's going to help them I'm telling you it's going to help them so if you're coming to the game make sure that you're loud for the boys and if you're not as I said pregame coverage starts at 6 30 tomorrow night you can send me your questions Anytime you want to. Oh, one more thing. I almost forgot about this, and I would have kicked myself if I would have forgotten. Um, I would like to say congratulations to the Upper Arlington Golden Bears. Uh, they won 
the OHSAA district final in hockey. They beat St. Charles. It was a two to one game. It was an exciting game. It was fun to watch. Upper Arlington is moving on to the state semifinal. They're in the final four and they're going to play on Saturday at three 30 at the ice house. They will be taking on St. Ed's out of Cleveland. And if they can beat St. Ed's, it's going to be a tall task, but they played each other earlier in the season. So there's a, a familiarity there. And, uh, and UA, they've got one line that's pretty dynamic and pretty fun to watch. If they can get by St. Ed's, then they would go to the state championship game, which will be held on Sunday at the Ice House. Now, why am I telling you all of this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's important that we stress a little bit more high school hockey in Central Ohio. Product's getting better. More people are becoming involved. And, and it's, it feeds into the Blue Jackets community. So I'm telling you because of that. I want you to back them in this state uh, Final Four. And I'm also telling you this because my guest on Friday, if everything works out, it's preliminarily set up here. I've already talked to him. Just have to settle on when we're actually going to get this done. But my guest for Friday is an assistant coach for the Upper Arlington Golden Bears. And you might know him, Derek Dorsett, former Blue Jacket and the former New York Ranger, and the former Vancouver Canuck. Derek Dorsett's back in town, and he is an assistant coach for Upper Arlington, and he and his team are going to the state Final Four. I'm going to have Derek on the show on Friday. So make sure that you uh, make a note in your phone so that you're ready, and I will bring that to you on Friday, okay? Now I have covered everything. Thanks again for all of your questions today. Uh, I'll do it again next week with another Monday Mailbag edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.